Hello and welcome to Blizzard Watch, your podcast for all the latest and greatest news and views around, well, the games of Blizzard Entertainment. Obviously, I'm not Matt Rossi. I'm Ann Stickney, but I'm filling in for Matt Rossi today, who's out temporarily. And I've got my regular co-host with me here today. That would be Alex Zebart. Say hi, Alex. Hello. How are you this weekend? Um, I'm okay. I'm pretty good, I guess. Good. Mostly. Uh, and then we've got our fill-in co-host, who, of course, is Mitch, because th- we just br- we drag him in for these things. We've been instructed that we need to throw Mitch into a pool. I don't think that's actually going to happen, because he's on the other side of the country from where I'm at. Say hi, Mitch. And, and I don't have a case on my phone. Hello. You don't uh, have a case on your phone. Yeah. Could, also, if you're filling in for Rossi, does that mean I'm filling in for you? No. Because I'm always so here. Why, why must crossing? we always do the musical chairs when somebody's out? I don't know. Every single time. Can't we just be us? I'm just I'm just a presence and I'm here all the time. So I don't really change Okay. at all, ever. So you could be whoever you'd like to be, Mitch. We won't I... judge you, probably. <laughs> I oh, I don't know who I want to be. Just keep going. I'll think about it. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, uh, this week, we've actually got a lot of news this week, in the past week. Um, Big things. First off, BlizzCon, the 2016 goodie bag, its contents were revealed. And we don't get a messenger bag this year, but we get something that arguably is better, I guess. Stein? That Stein is pretty sweet. They're calling it a bag in a box. Why? I don't know if you saw that. It. It's the goodie bag in a box on the website. But that that it's not even a bag then. Why are you calling it a bag if there's no bag in it? Well, I mean, it's it was just a goodie bag because it was put in a plastic bag. Like the contents weren't the bag, the contents were put in a bag. So I guess they're giving they're handing out a box now instead of putting it in a bag. Maybe? Do I have to bring my own bag to carry the box? Man, I hope not because that's kind of a hike. <laughs> no. That's a good question, actually. So yeah, yeah. Long... Pre-purchase a BlizzCon goodie bag in a box. Weird. Is it called in a box because they're shipping it to you? Probably. Maybe that's it. I have no clue. I don't know, but what comes in the the goodie bag this year is, of course, the Stein, the BlizzCon Stein, which is huge and beautiful, and I really, really need one. I, um, I want to know if you can use it. Yeah, I'm sure oh, I can. Those decorative ones oh, are like. Drinking out I, of this is not recommended. And it's like, well, I don't want it then. Just, do you think this means they'll bring back the Thunderbrew? I never, I wasn't there for that. And <gasps> really good things. I hope they do because that stuff was delicious. It was great. That that I will was drink maybe Thunderbrew out of a Stein maybe, anywhere. Maybe they'll bring back some other beer that's just as good or something. I don't know. Anyway, along with the Stein, you also get a Starcraft Zergling, a Tana Topper, a Heroes of the Storm, ETC Guitar Pick Keychain. A Hearthstone microfiber screen cleaning cloth, an Overwatch inflatable Reinhardt hammer. Can I clean my glasses with that cloth? Yeah, you can because it's okay, a microfiber screen cloth. And then uh, you also get a World of Warcraft coaster and Diablo. I like the Diablo thing. You get a, a set of dice with a bag from Diablo. So it's like the polyhedral dice, D&D dice, basically. For, from Diablo. And I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, oh, dice. I can always use more dice. That'd be well, great. now they have to put out a Diablo pen and paper RPG. Show <laughs> of hands, who thinks I should purchase an extra goodie bag just so I have the inflatable Reinhardt thing to hit Ann and Alex with on the road trip? Um, yeah? Yeah? Fine. Um, 
we're going to have them anyway. So, yeah, I'm going to murder you, Mitch. <laughs> like, above and beyond. I'll, I will use it to keep me afloat after falling in the Mitch, pool. Mitch, you have to understand that we are going to be driving through the wasteland desert in the middle of nowhere. And it would be very easy for me to just drop you off somewhere. It can be quite easy to get lost. <laughs> I mean, lost. we're just off off road about 10 minutes into the desert and we're lost forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I think probably the best thing in the goodie bag is the Stein. And the rest of it seems kind of lackluster to me. I'm like, oh, well, I guess the rest of this is okay. But yeah, if you can't drink out of that Stein, I'm gonna be real mad. Well, I think I got the um, I got the one for the bleh, modeled after the thing from Brewfest, like the weapon, the Tankard of Terror. Yeah, the Tankard of Terror, and, and I'm I'm pretty confident. I don't have the packaging anymore, but I'm pretty sure the box said, "Don't drink out of this." Really? What did they do? Paint it with lead? Probably. That's a little odd. You would think that they wouldn't do that for a vessel intended for drinking, unless they just really didn't intend but people to actually really, use it those decorative ones especially when they have like a finish on them yeah a shiny finish uh, t- they usually tell you not to drink out of it like it's just put on the, the shelf photos, the photos i've seen of this one looks like it's one of those tankards if, that you if pick you up, go to like you the, know. the pre-sale page does it actually say anything about the stein i know it doesn't on the blizzcon page but the store page i don't think so no I don't know. I can't tell because you can't view any of those contents or anything unless you have a BlizzCon ticket and I don't have a ticket. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a big difference between we painted this to be decorative and we painted this to make sure like stuff doesn't seep into or out of these materials. Yeah. By the way, Zombie Frazier, if you drink out of yours, am I going to die now? You're already a zombie. Don't worry. Yeah, you're a zombie. I, I do recall I drank out of mine at least once, so I'm not dead yet. Uh, it's, it yes, may still the operative word here. But it's been a good eight years, I okay. think. Well, right. As long as you're not like glowing in the dark or anything, I think you're probably okay. Um, anyway, other news that we've had come up this week. Uh, the new StarCraft Nova Covert Ops is coming out this August, which we were kind of speculating on that the other yeah. couple weeks ago, weren't we? Yeah, it's that whole situation where, you know, I knew it was episodic. I... I Got the whole thing. I have the whole package, so I'm going to get the missions as they come out. And I knew they're episodic, so there would be time. Right. What I didn't know was how short the first episode would be and how much longer it would be to the second episode. Yeah. So you <laughs> I, finished it real fast? Yeah, I finished it real quick, and uh, there was not a lot of content there, and now it's been four months. I don't really remember what happened in the first episode anymore. Well, See, this works well for me because the release of the second episode reminds me that I purchased the first and haven't played it. Well, well, there you go. Oh, yeah. It really does seem like if the, all the episodes are going to be so short, the people who just wait until the whole thing is out are going to be better off than the people who bought it at the beginning. Because they'll have, what, like three hours worth of content or something? Something like that. Yeah, if there was, yeah. if there was more content there and more material, uh, I think having that much time in between is fine. But you get like an hour or two of gameplay and then you wait three, four, or five months. It's like whatever that makes me kind of yeah, mad it, it, mm. it makes more sense to just go back and replay the first episode before the second at this point yeah i i don't even i might even just not play the second episode and wait till the third one comes out and do with all three of them like replay the first one do the second yeah for the first time back to back okay yeah, that makes sense well at least you'll be able to like quickly play through the whole thing again if you want to to catch up before this one comes out yeah yeah and i think they set up 
they put in a lot of systems in the first one that like you can replay the missions if you want to like you can replay them differently but it's not like the story is different it's like i can put a different upgrade on this unit and see how it plays like well i don't really care about that because this is a story thing it's not oh i can choose to swear at this one person over here and suddenly they'll die in episode two Whereas yeah, no. beforehand they wouldn't, or no? It's like, do I want my siege tanks to uh, have, like, spikes on them, or do well, I want them to be able to jump? That sounds like a, you know, a compressed version of what they did in Legacy of the Void, where you could just, like, modify your... But I think you could even change it mid-mission, or between missions, rather. Yeah. Um, and that was cool, but, you know, I didn't go back and play the missions over right. again with different things. So... You know, including all of these various ways to customize your stuff when the whole draw of the Nova missions is more single-player story StarCraft, but the story and content isn't really there. just feels wasted. I don't know. At, at any rate, if this is something that you've been looking forward to, you can pick it up this August. Um, another thing on the list, this just popped up today on Heroes of the Storm. Ariel's page is up now. Mitch, yeah. tell us about her. So, she's the first support hero since, what, Karazim, I think? First support hero in a long time. Was it Karazim um, or was it, was it Morales? Morales? No, Morales, Morales. October 2015. Okay, so still a really long time between support heroes. Um, yeah, she's the first Diablo support since Karazim, so there you go. Um, she is a healer. She has a resurrect spell, which is new for Heroes of the Storm. Uh, and that's sure to be an interesting one. Um, she also she has an interesting mechanic with her trait. She can put it on an ally, and the damage that the ally deals, uh, like 40% against heroes or 8% against minions, is stored as energy for Oriole. Uh, that energy caps out at 505, and she can use that energy to cast her AoE heal. That's her only way of healing, though. And her it's other an AoE, ability, right? I, she doesn't have a direct heal. I'm, like, fairly certain of that. I interpreted it as a direct heal, but I guess we'll have to see. Hang on. I'll double check. But anyways, she her other two abilities uh, are her little ribbon dancey things. Um, one of them is, like, she kind of... Imagine taking two ropes and slapping them together. It's sort of like that. Uh, and it does more damage if you hit a She double-dutches her enemies to death. Yeah! Double-dutch <laughs> of death by a healer. Um, and then if, the other one, I think, knocks enemies back. And if they hit a wall, it does additional damage and stuns them. Yeah. And then her, like I said, her one heroic ability or ultimate, whatever, is resurrect. And I'm still not sure how this one's going to work. Because you can't target dead heroes so if there's more than one dead hero near you i don't know how it picks and that's does gonna it be just pick one or does it do the whole team no it's just i i mean i don't know what her talent breakdown is going to be like okay. it might be a mass resurrection at level 20 but the initial heroic looks like it's just one hero and i mean with the you know ragdoll physics or whatever they go flying <laughs> yeah so um, have you ever seen an illidan die while doing his charge ultimate (laughs) (laughs) when he dies mid on the hunt and he's flying across the screen his corpse just keeps going (laughs) yeah so i don't maybe like with the resurrection timer that's at the top left of the screen maybe you could target them that way but that's that's something i'm really interested in seeing um and the whole thing like the hero page going up was a surprise because what we knew is they were going to show off this hero at china joy which is a Gaming convention in Shanghai, 
That's where they're showing. That's this weekend, right? It's Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday. Okay. So I thought we were waiting to see anything about Oriole until then, but suddenly her hero page is up, and um, I guess we still won't see her in action until China Joy, so we can only speculate on certain things. Yeah. So just to I be mean, clear, she's not on the PTR or anything. It's just her page is up. No, I mean, we, we don't even have a reduced Gul'dan price yet, so it'll be a couple weeks yet. But uh, the the heal says, consume stored energy and heal allied heroes in the area. So I'm pretty sure it's an AoE heal. But the thing is, uh, you have to store energy to be able to cast that, and it's her only heal. And you can only store energy by being near another hero. At least for, like, you can... You can store energy, obviously, but you can't get energy to store without being. Near you a have hero. to basically mark a hero with one ability to get the energy, or no? Yeah. So you think of it as like Zenyatta uh, or Mercy. Yeah, or Mercy, putting like, it's like a. It's like Mercy charging. It's like Mercy charging her ult through healing people, except she has to heal. She has to charge her heal. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like Zenyatta, where he like throws a buff on somebody and they're but like you, shielded or whatever. Oriole or he'll mark stay, a bad guy. She has to stay near the hero. So it's not like she can, you know, get on her mount or whatever, head up to the top lane and on her way to the top lane, put the buff on there and then let it store up. She has to actually stay near the hero that's doing damage to gain the energy. Okay. So uh, she's probably going to have plenty of energy to throw out heals all the time if the DPS she puts the trade on is going ham bone, but if she has nobody nearby, nobody to put it on, she's screwed. Yeah, and I don't think she can put it on herself. I'm fairly certain she can't. And you probably means... don't want to put that ability on another support or somebody, say, like Medivh, who doesn't exactly yeah, deal out tons of damage to begin with. If, if she gets in trouble, though, she's not going to be able to heal herself. Unless yeah. Um, her other ultimate is it, it's called Crystal Agus. Crystal Haggis. Uh, she puts it, someone in stasis uh, and for two seconds, and when it ends, it does damage to nearby enemies. So, like an AoE ice block, sort of. How yes. griefy. Weird. Yeah. What's... I don't know. Anyway, so we should hear more about her at the whole China Joy thing. And speaking of China Do- Joy, we're looking at a possible Hearthstone adventure announcement this week at China Joy. Um Hearthstone has been throwing out teaser images of various characters partying. I'm still pulling for Karazhan nightclub. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> it's going to be Karazhan because, like, well, they're, the, they have the that dancing. party, the spectral party in Karazhan. Yeah. With all of the awesome. servants out there that you have to, like, murder on your way to Morose. But I'm um, wondering well, if that's going to be it. Do you think that's going to be it? I think it's going to be. I, I, I mean, I don't really know what it's going to be, but. Cars on nightclub sounds awesome. It seems <laughs> those announcements seems within, that they were handing out. Those announcements it, that they were handing yeah. out, the little postcards. One of them said, "Look at it after dark" or "Look at it at night" or something like that. And on the postcard, all of a sudden, it had a glowing Kieran Tor eye. Yeah. On it, oh, so it's totally. like and yeah. There was that leak a little while ago that said something like it was this. No, it was a raid tier, and it was this number of like characters, um, and couple like throne of thunder karazan uh old war like, and a couple of the name of the dungeon is three characters in chinese or whatever yeah um and i there's I no way they're gonna do an old war uh hearthstone well, expansion. well no they are gonna do old war because the thing is is they already did the old gods with yogg Saron and all that it, so exactly. it doesn't it doesn't make sense and yeah. it, it, turning Karazhan unless it's like the after nightclub, party in old one i don't know <laughs> that 
That fits the Hearthstone team's sense of humor. Yeah, it does. Oh, definitely. Like this, this grand magical tower is now just like a cool Azerothian nightclub <laughs> because we cleaned it all up. Go there, party, watch a show at the theater. Nothing's weird here. Only like it is. They, like they kept the um, tournament from Northrend going, and now all kinds of wacky people show up to compete in Hearthstone, and that's the <laughs> kind of thing they do. They do wacky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking works. forward to seeing what they do. I- I'm looking forward to uh, the trailer because whenever they do a trailer for like a new adventure or whatever, it's always good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, other stuff that came out this week. There was a new Legion comic, the the fourth one, Andwin, Son of the Wolf. And then there was also the premiere of the first animated short, Harbinger's animated short. And this one was about Gul'dan. And I don't know about you guys, but that Gul'dan thing was amazing. I loved it. What'd you guys think? I forgot to watch it. What? Oh my god. I'm a terrible person. Oh my gosh, you have to go watch it. Anyway, it's real good. You should watch it after the show. I can't believe you didn't watch it already. Ah, okay. I, I know, I know. My, my feelings on it are uh, complex. Complex. <laughs> it was fun and cool to watch, and it was stunning visually. Um... I was a bit iffy on, like, the new Gul'dan backstory. Well, it's not really a new backstory well, so much as it's... Gul'dan 2.0's it's, backstory. Yeah, it's Gul'dan 2.0. It's the one that we didn't kill and play Hamlet with it's, a skull. It's causing all the trouble. It's Yeah, it's the one that's going to be making all the trouble for us in Legion. Uh, it's and, like, it almost feels like they set it up where they want you to, like, understand Gul'dan and, like, feel bad for I him. I don't think He's so. He's still in evil uh naughty word not bag that jerk he's such a jerk face no um i actually i kind of disagree with that but i wrote a know your lore that's going to be going up friday about this where i kind of like looked into that so i'm not going to go into that too much except to say no i think if anything it just proved that guldan it doesn't matter what universe guldan is in he's a jerk everywhere it's like everywhere he's destined to be the world's biggest jerk. The I mean, he got jerk. drilled by his clan for being disabled, if I gathered that correctly. so it was He was like, the runt, yes. So they bullied this disabled guy, and then, like, I don't know, whatever. It yes. looks cool. I enjoyed watching it. Laurel Austin, as always, does beautiful, beautiful work, and I love the way that she draws yeah. orcs, so, yeah. There's that. Uh, We also had a new Overwatch comic, which I wasn't expecting because so far to date, the Overwatch comics that have come out, it's been one per hero. Um, With this one, we got a secondary comic about Ana, which wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. I don't think anybody was expecting it. Um, And it kind of furthered the story. Past week or two has basically been like Blizzard's like, oh, hey, we locked all of our stuff up in a closet and now we're dumping it on you. We forgot this stuff was here, so here it is. They've given us a lot of lore stuff over the past couple of weeks. But yeah, the Overwatch comic, it's basically, it kind of continues. Because the first Ana Legacy, Ana Amari Legacy, was about Ana's legacy in Overwatch. Like, who she was in Overwatch and what led to her supposedly being dead, quote unquote. Um, And then Old Soldiers is basically her reuniting with Soldier 76 and also with Reaper. And she recognizes Reaper and she sees Reaper without the mask on. 
we don't get to see it, but she sees it and oh. she doesn't like what she sees. So I don't know what's under that mask, but it's not pleasant, whatever it is. Um, also, I, I was excited about that comic because it seems like um, for the first time in these Overwatch comics, maybe there's a little sliver of plot progression. They're going forward just a little bit. Just um, a little bit. And I'm, I'm going to sound like the negative guy again. I'm not trying to be. Just, Alex, I'm just saying, I would like Reaper in at least one of his appearances to not get totally punked. Because he's not a very good villain if he gets his butt kicked the second he shows up on screen every single time. I find Reaper kind of fascinating, and I hope that we get a comic devoted to him. Like, what happened to yeah. him? I want to see that, because I, I, I think he's kind of compelling. And um, obviously, San Diego Comic-Con was last week, and there was an Overwatch panel. They mentioned that the Overwatch graphic novel, the one that goes over uh, the formation of Overwatch, and I'm guessing it kind of goes into Blackwatch a little bit, at least a little. Uh, that's coming out April of 2017, which is way later than I thought it was going to be, and I'm kind of mad about it, but oh well. <laughs> what can we do? Um, I, you guys, Anna wasn't out last week, was she? Yeah, she the... was. For the podcast? Yeah. Oh, she had just come out. She had she? just come out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I played her for the first time last night since we were talking about the Anna comic. She's a blast. I'm, I had a lot of fun. I didn't entirely know what I was doing, but I loved it. It was, it was really cool. So if you haven't tried her yet, or if you're new to like sniping or healing or whatever, don't worry about it too much. Just you shoot people. That's all you have to do. <laughs> have you seen that really unfortunate exploit? Yeah. <laughs> you need to explain that because you linked that this morning and I thought it was yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. So, do you want to explain it? Yeah, let Alex sure. explain it. So, she has the sleep dart, which incapacitates you for something like six seconds. But if you take five, damage, five it breaks. Yeah. 5.5, whatever. It's the same as six. I don't care. Uh, but so the cooldown is longer than the duration. But you can, in quick play, you can play, you can have multiple of the same hero on your team. So, if. You have multiple Annas rotating sleep darts on somebody. They can't move. Even if they're mashing their controller or their keyboard, they can't move. So it <laughs> kicks in the AFK timer, and that player will get kicked out of the match for being AFK, even though they're not AFK. A team of Annas just prevented you, them from being able need, to move. They're just being minimum, chain slept, so they can't do anything. Yeah, you need minimum three Annas. And I think so, like Reinhardt, I think, can use his charge to break out of it. But if you get someone like Bastion, <laughs> screw you, Bastion, uh, you can just kick him out of the game. And I, my guess is they're going to put in diminishing returns on the sleep dart just because that's kind of the easiest change. I don't but... think that that was intended to be a Bastion counter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think that was intended. I don't think it was meant to do that. I kind of assumed that AFK timers considered all of your inputs. <laughs> um, apparently not like if you're sitting not. there violently mashing your keyboard trying to break out of the thing you would think that it would register that as yeah, oh I mean, they are trying to do something here he's being pressed pretty clearly is a sign that you're not afk but maybe it's something like they didn't want to do it that way because if you're just standing afk in the spawn room chatting but if that was the case you can just like push w to move forward an inch and not be marked afk so i don't know it's don't a little know. odd yeah, it's, it if you ever like Hopefully they fix it fast. I they put out something saying you know Anna might get is it Anna or Anna? Anna. 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 They saying something like Anna might get slight buff to her clips clip size or healing amount or something like that. But they didn't mention this. 
So, I mean, I'm sure it's on the radar now, but I hope it gets fixed fast. I just, I don't see people actually using that as any kind of a viable strategy because in order for that to work, that bastion or hero would have to be by themselves, isolated from the rest of their team, off in a corner. It's a strategy for being a dick, not a strategy for winning. Yeah, and I mean, you, you, you don't have to be by yourself. But, I mean, I, but what I'm saying is that you, you're asleep. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that all it would take is for you to pipe up in voice chat and go, "Oh, hey, there's three Anna's here. Someone come help!" And somebody just comes and kills one of them, and then, oh, whoops, there's a little strat of trying to get you kicked out for being permit AFK. Doesn't work. So it's more of an I mean, the, annoyance the AF- than anything. The AFK timer is kind of unforgiving in Overshock. Er, Overshock. It Overwalk, really though. Overshock. Overshock. I, I was what game is that? <laughs> I don't know, but it Over, sounds cool. Somebody should develop it's, that. It's Overwatch in Rapture. Ah, uh, I'd be okay with that, actually. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> Speaking of Rapture and things not related to it at all, but kind of sort of are. We Happy Few came out today, and I'm kind of considering picking I that up. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Okay, so that has nothing to do with Blizzard, but what does have to do with Blizzard is our last bit of news today, and it's kind of sad. Regarius, he left Blizzard. Our coffee bird, his beautiful plumage has left the building. Um, And he will be missed, but we figured we should probably mention that because that did come up last week. So I wonder what poor sucker gets to do patch notes now. (laughs) I don't know, because it was him. Yeah. He and, (laughs) I mean, he just hammered away at those things all the time. Yeah. He no. was cool. I'm going to miss we, him. We don't yet know where he's going. No. I don't know if he knows where he's going. But, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it, it has was for how long? A long time. He, Regarius had the sword and shield. which I think The is shield like, is a tenure, isn't it? Tenure. Yeah. yeah. He's been there for a very, very long time. So, um, we do wish him all the best wherever he wanders off to. But, yeah, we're going to miss him. It's sad to see him go. Anyway, on that note of depressing things, <laughs> let's go ahead and just segue right into emails, which is the other half of the show. If you have emails, any, you're so depressing. If you have an email for the show, you can send that to podcast at blizzardwatch.com and we may answer it on the air. Please try and keep your emails relatively short. We don't like to read novels aloud. It's just not a thing. Anyway, our first email today comes from Dorlai from Spectacular Death on Lane who is a proud founding Patreon supporter. Thanks, Dorlai. And Dorlai says, Greetings, mighty triumvirate of Blizzard Watch. Long may you reign. That's impressive. Thank you. Rossi should have been here for that, because that wasn't meant for you, Mitch. (laughs) Yeah, you're not in the triumvirate. (laughs) You're in the pool. Okay. Uh, Dorlai says, I was running a few dungeons yesterday for the Perma Pepe achievement, and I started thinking about how dungeons have worked or not worked with the Warlords of Draenor expansion. I really feel like they should have had a dungeon that linked to the story of Highmall, maybe with an a dark Arakoa dungeon where Kargath shows up and you're both fighting Cho'Gall, but Cho'Gall escapes and flees to Highmall. Kargath then puts out the challenge to meet him in the Highmall arena. So looking back about how dungeons did or did not tie in with the Warlord's theme, do you think Blizzard is setting up to link dungeons thematically to the story of Legion, or does it even matter if that happens? Thanks, guys. Dorlai. Just to start, I really wish we had had an Oshugun dungeon because i think that place would have made for a perfect dungeon location it would have been pretty good yeah um, um what i do know about dungeons and legion is they typically come at the end of a zone story they tie in 
Yeah. In so if you're questing in, uh, I don't I'm remember. The, I don't remember the name of the dungeon in Valsharad. I was use Valsharad as my example. Oh, okay. Dark Darkwood Thicket. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Dark okay, Heart well, Thicket. Dark Heart Thicket. Uh, you're questing through Valshara, and when you get to the end of Valshara, it'll just straight up say, okay, now go find dude in place, and you go there and do that dungeon. Or pretty much at the end of every zone, or the end of a story in a zone, if that story relates to that dungeon, the quest line ends with, go into that dungeon and do thing. Yeah, I think High, High Mountain was kind of the same way, where it ended with a bad guy doing something, and it's like, oh no! You've got to you go to the him. dungeon to figure this out. And then yeah. Stormheim was kind of the same way. You know, you go and you play through all of Stormheim's leveling and everything else, and at the end of it, it's kind of natural that you go to Helheim. Um, and I, I, I like that. I, I think there's room, definitely, for kind of one-off dungeons that don't really tie in, but I do like, like that. Like Violet Hold? Yeah. I think yeah, Violet yeah, Hold was yeah. like the one we didn't finish. <laughs> well, it, See, kind of sucked. it was terrible. See, if, yeah. if Violet Hold weren't like a, a stand in one room at like when they said they were doing a new Violet Hold, I thought it would be a little more expanded. It's basically the same. They swapped thing. out the bosses for different bosses. Yeah. And like that sort of one off dungeon, I'm less of a fan of. I mean, more like. If, oh if Helheim hadn't tied into the zone, I would have been okay with that. Well, like, we already got it's... one prison because we get to go do Vault of the Wardens. But yeah. so I guess maybe they didn't want to give us prison part two, or I don't know what. It kind of feels like they went, "Oh, we have an instance portal here. What do we do with that?" Uh, let's just open Violet Hold again. It's in Dalaran. Whatever. We'll just we'll just yeah. swap out the the enemies and make it just as annoying as it was. In Wrath, when nobody liked it. Because nobody did. Sugar Ma. <laughs> Sugar Ma. <laughs> so, uh, I know I know the dungeons tie into the questing. There's even some cases like Azuna. One of the major quest chains ends in front of the portal to a dungeon. So, like, you know where it is in the world. Uh, yeah. but and then Suramar, whether... of course, you know, when you're questing and leveling through Suramar, when there's... Well, you aren't really leveling through Suramar because you hit Suramar at max level, I think. Um Anyway, it all ties in. It organically ties in. Yeah. Whether or not the dungeons tie in directly to the raids, I don't know. Uh, I I didn't do... Yeah, I I don't actually know. I think they do. At least the the Nightmare one, I think, does. Um, Yeah, there's some stuff that goes down in the Nightmare one that kind of leads into the raid. Um, Battle.net is doing some weird stuff. Um, Why are you on Battle.net? You're podcasting. You shouldn't be doing anything on Battle.net. Stop it, Mitch. Alex Alex is in game. He can see I am AFK staring at a table for our (laughs) wonderful live viewers. I, too, am staring at a table. I just don't have my interface hidden. Anyways, (laughs) the one thing I was going to say is that, and this isn't really an issue in Legion, um, our leveling stream has kind of shown that it would be nice if dungeons had like bigger ranges which they do in legion so it's not an issue there's um, more that's... dungeons in legion too which i appreciate because yeah. warlords really warlords is really particularly terrible for content it didn't have that many it just didn't have that many and it then didn't have that many and there's the whole like hey, you can only hit them within a specific level range and once you out level that you can't queue up for it anymore and yeah, like you can queue up for this from levels 94 to 95 great yeah which is what like a half hour's worth of play or something yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we were on the stream the other day, and it's like, let's do a random dungeon. It'll be one of these two. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be either Akindun or 
Skyreach because those are the yeah. only two we qualify for right now. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, I think that Legion is actually like setting up to where the dungeons actually they they link better. Not only do they link better, but there are more of them. So there's more dungeon content to do, and I appreciate that. So, yeah, hopefully that answers your question, Dorelai. Our next question is from Drew Bob, who says, Hello, watchers. This email is from Drew Bob. Having having almost completed the leveling process on your awesome, but for Mitch, leveling stream. Just kidding. Mitch is the best. (laughs) How are you all feeling about the sheer amount of time spent getting to max level? I know that you've pointed out how the way many abilities are distributed is broken, but what about just the sheer amount of time spent between acquiring those abilities and the quality of the experience? Do you all think that a level squish for older parts of the game, maybe through level 85, might be warranted, i.e. changing progression with a commensurate reduction in time taken, such that the old world is converted in one... through 30, Outland and Northern is 31 to 40, and Cata from 41 to 45. Do you think that they might be able to do this with a, with the world as is, or do you think that more remedial work in these older zones would be needed first? Is it time for another Cata level change? Thanks, Drew Bob. Jeez, Drew Bob, breathe for a second, man. I had to read all that. It was very <laughs> um, lengthy. I, I think we've. I think I was actually on the show when we talked about what I'm about to say, but. I would love if they were to take the Legion scaling system and just apply it to the old world. Like, I think the quest flow is storyline wise. It's super weird and messed up. But at minimum, I would be happy if they kind of did the scaling thing. So at least you, you could weren't just out pick leveling and choose. zones. You could just pick yeah. and choose where you wanted to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and for the time investment part of that um, on our stream, some things to keep in mind. It's slower when you're in a group. You're waiting for people. You need to find more quest things. A quest that might to take skin five everything. minutes. Yeah. So if five people are in a group and all need to get the quest items they loot individually, something that would take one person five minutes takes five people 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, we're not using heirlooms or anything like that. Uh, we haven't been like min-maxing our rest XP. We, we haven't been playing efficiently. We do and we've been playing two hours a week. That's it. Two hours a week. And I think... I haven't really tried, but um, I suspect if you're playing alone and you have maybe not even all your heirlooms, a few heirlooms, you can probably go from like one to almost 100 in a, a day or an afternoon. Yeah, uh, it's only a little way longer that... than that. But it, it depends. I mean, it depends how you're playing and you know how familiar you are with quests, etc. But like, it's it's fast. Total played time. It's fast. Yeah, um, it's taken us so long on our stream because we're goofing around. There's five of us, etc. It doesn't. It shouldn't normally take that long. If and somebody, admittedly, you know, some of the stuff was broken. Yeah. While we were leveling up, but we discovered it was broken, and in the process of leveling up, some of that stuff has been addressed and fixed. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if they're like yeah. watching us stream and going, "Oh wow, yeah, that is These totally guys messed complain up." Complain about this every week. Jesus, this is totally messed up. We should do something about that. And then next week, a hot fix comes out that addresses the issue that we were talking about. So that's a little eerie. I will remember fondly. The day that we couldn't do that quest with the plane in Dune Moreau. Oh, God, that was so much fun. And, like, that night's hot fixes fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, like, looking at Wowhead while we were doing that quest, people had been posting for, like, six plus months, this quest is broken, you can't finish it. And the night we tried to do that quest, it got fixed. It's like, mm, was this a coincidence or was something going on here? Which is cool. Right. I like that. But, yeah, if somebody told me that they were playing 
the way a person would normally play WoW and not the way we've been doing it. And they said it's taken them a year to get max level. Uh, I would think they're doing something wrong. They're it playing like 20 a minutes a week or something. But um, yeah, if an, it, it shouldn't take as long as it's taken us. It's taken us as long as it's taken us because it's us. And you're also yeah. looking at um, we're doing, well, like I said, it's just two hours a week. And we're hitting episode 51 this week. And everybody should be level 100. Yeah. Like shortly after we got, get the episode started, I think everybody should be level 100. So if you look at it from that route, in those two hour stretches that we were playing, we were gaining about on average two levels every two hours. So a level an hour, something like that. Um, yeah. And that's with five people and all the bickering and everything else that goes along and, with that. And no heirlooms. And no heirlooms. Yeah, I mean, as, as far as. It seems like Blizzard's response to this is kind of doing what they've done where if we see a horrible bug or whatever, just coincidentally fixing it. But for the most part, it seems like their solution is, hey, we have a level boost right now. Yeah. Like they give they you a level They are doing boost some to... stuff to address leveling, though. And I mean, they've mentioned that they're doing some stuff to address leveling. Yeah, yeah. Is it something that we're going to see on the leveling stream? No, because we've moved beyond that already. But I mean, if we wanted to start over again and do horde characters next time around and go from nothing to whatever, then maybe we'd see some of those adjustments and fixes in play. I don't know. Um, I don't know if we're going to do that or not. I don't know if there are any plans to do that or not. Right now, it's like, well, Legion is almost out. Yeah, we're hitting 100 so close to Legion. It's it's yeah, great because it means that we yeah. can jump right into the pre pre I mean, expansion stuff, and then we can level through the expansion together. So that's great. I lit a fire under our butts for that reason. I think if I didn't say, "Hey, we have to hit 100," it probably would have taken us a couple months. <laughs> yeah, well, probably. And, and Anne and I, and I think maybe Liz, are both leveling a little bit outside of the stream just to because Frosty hit 100. Yeah, and just in case, like, the invasion is suddenly live or something. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be ready for it. We want to play I, with I it. I know it scales, but level 100 rewards. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah we want to we want to play with it and see what I happens with no it. stinking level 98 rewards. No. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, the moral of the story is you should definitely watch the live stream this week, this Thursday, because... We're all going to be hitting level 100. Yay! Finally! And then we'll figure out what to do from there. I don't know. Heroics? That might drive Liz up a wall. We should do that. I still say our Legion streams should not end at 110, but should instead progress through Mythic plus Dungeons. I don't know. I don't know. I think think at that point we should start over with Horde. But, you know, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Anyway. I I don't have, like mythic people on my actual like main server so i i'm actually not opposed to it but we'll see oh i think it'd be a blast i think people really do want us to go hard but we'll see okay so our next email is from alice under who says hi guys listening to podcast number 77 about the baron westwind suit is h-win truly dead or is sargeras not able to or not interested in maintaining her body after her death if she has died i only know the in-game lore so not sure alice under um yes She's dead. Deader than a doornail. Totally gone. Uh, she died in the Warcraft comics series, which, you know... is lame. <laughs> I was going to find a constructive are... way to say something along those lines, but Alex decided to jump in. Those <laughs> are definitely canon for in-game lore? Yes. Yes. So Madonna uh, does exist? Yes, because he was mentioned... He's also unfortunate. He was mentioned in the, in the uh, Velen Prophet 
short story. Oh, okay. The leader okay. short story. Uh, anyway, yeah, the whole storyline with Madan at the very tail end of it, Agewin pretty much sacrificed her life for Madan. Which and, is also unfortunate. Which is also unfortunate because one of these characters is a lot better than the other. But anyway, <laughs> for the sake of the comic, Adwin bit the big one. Um, technically, we thought that she was dead, and she didn't. She showed up again in ah, what was the name of that novel, Alex? You know the one I'm talking about. It's the one that you had a million copies of. Cycle of Hatred. Cycle of Hatred. Thank you. She came I back. I think I have a million copies of it. Cause... Yeah, she came back in Cycle of Hatred um, and, and made a reappearance. And then we didn't really see anything from her. And then she popped up in the comic. So she hasn't really been mentioned in game because her very existence was something that was kind of kept under wraps. Nobody really talked about it um, because by all of rights, she should have been dead. Uh, and she kind of wanted to keep it that way, understandably. So yeah, uh, age one's gone. Sorry, Alessander. I know that's kind of disappointing. <laughs> okay. Uh, next email doesn't have a name attached to it, but they do start out with Akamagosh Horde Bros. Akamagosh. Akamagosh. Akamagosh Horde Bros and Alliance Dogs. Um, didn't what's uh oh god, what's her name now? Uh, Braids Historian Blizzard. Evelyn. Evelyn. Fredrickson. Evelyn Fredrickson. Didn't we have her record herself saying that once and she said it Akamagosh? I think she said Akamagosh. Which sounds a lot worse than just Akamagosh. But well, it hey, actually sounds a little more says, formal, but, but for if us... If she says it that way, that's probably how you're supposed to say it, but it we, sounds bad. When, so. when we, you say Akamagosh, it sounds like you're going, oh my gosh! To me, it was always, it was kind of like Oshkosh Bagosh, only Orcish. That, Oshkosh Garosh. Which was... To me, I I don't know. Anyway, so we're arguing about this without actually getting to the email. So maybe we should do that part. Yeah, let's do that part. (laughs) Says, recently I've discovered that the Warlock Demonology artifact is currently labeled as an offhand. Does this mean I can equip a spell sword or spell dagger or whatever main hand to improve my stats? And can I transmog that sword, dagger, whatever, or the skull into a staff or something else? Thanks for watching Blizzard and past insiders of the world of Warcraft. Um... Alex, I know you've played with Warlocks. Right. On... It's kind of a Doomhammer situation where the skull is technically the artifact, but it comes with a dagger. Yeah, so you equip but... the skull and a dagger appears in your main hand. That's but it's the, not the actually sports. on your paper doll. It's just there in your hand. It is on the paper doll, but like if you unequip the skull, the dagger just goes away. And that's how it seems to be for a lot of classes with, like, two weapons. Like, I think the Demon Hunter, I think maybe both of them, you equip the main hand and the offhand just appears. And it's the same with, like, priests or shadow priests. Yeah. Um, The dagger. I know with Elemental Shaman, the the shield and the fist weapon are two separate things. It does this weird thing. Like, I think um, even outlaw rogues do this. Maybe all rogues. I don't know. But... The item in your bag is like one item with two tooltips. Right. And, and when you yeah. put you it on, it, it goes into both in slots. Yeah. yeah. And it does that with the daggers. Yeah. Um, that I mean, yeah, the daggers for assassination and subtlety. It does the same thing. It's like one item in your bags, but it splits into two when it's in your character's hands. Maybe it does the same thing with... I don't know. I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've tried taking off the fist of raw den on my elemental shaman because why would I do that? <laughs> I'm fighting. <laughs> I, I kind of need that thing in my hand. So 
I don't know. Have you um, tried to transmog it, Alex? I haven't tried. I'm pretty sure you can transmog like the dagger or sword or whatever the main hand thing is. You definitely cannot transmog the skull. Yeah, okay. because it it's like the it's a weird floaty skull thing, and it doesn't really have like it goes in the offhand slot because Blizzard doesn't have like a, <laughs> a floaty spot. skull spot on your. Uh... Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is where you put your floaty skull. Um, it's Mr. So, Skullhead for those of yeah. you who actually watched Tiny Toons back when it was relevant. <laughs> Um, and and the skull is it kind of like does stuff with some of some of your like animations as uh, demonology yeah. block. But you can transmog the the main hand that appears. You cannot, however, equip your own main hand and say, "Hey, I want this for stats," because you just you get one automatically if you equip the artifact offhand. Your main hand slot gets filled. Basically, your artifact is your artifact, and you can't add anything to it because it's, it's an artifact. Action. It's all powerful. Why would you want to add anything to it, you cheater? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hopefully that it's answers bad. your question. Uh, our next question is from Amor, who says, "Hey, watchers, Amor Rep Pally from Karen here with two questions for you guys. I was introduced to WoW right as Wrath was launched, and I've loved the game ever since, and a lot of changes have come to the game. With Legion coming up, just like every expansion, classes and specs are getting redone. Some changes are really affecting the gameplay of a character, i.e. Shaman's getting Maelstrom, Paladin's getting Holy Power. So my first question is this. Have character changes like these ever ruined a certain character for you to the point where you wouldn't play it? And then we'll get to the second question. But let's add to this one first, you guys. Have you ever have you ever stopped playing a, a class just due to the changes that were made? Um, no. Kind of. Uh, I don't like my paladin nearly as much as I used to, specifically with holy power. I'll still play it, but um, like it's, I'll always play my paladin first. Like every expansion, I'll play it first because I really do love my paladin like as a character. But then I realize really quickly when I hit one hundred. Uh, I don't like the gameplay, so I'll stop and switch to an alt, and I'll rotate through alts as my main characters. And I probably won't play Shadow Priest at all in Legion, because I don't like the old god tentacle madness thing. Uh, screw you. Um, <laughs> screw you too, buddy. <laughs> okay, well, coming that off was, of that... That was a genuine term of endearment, buddy, and that's screw you, buddy. So, there you go. Thanks, jerk. Um, also a term of endearment, I'm sure. Yeah. Jump, jumping off of that point... I have, I mean, I've played Shadow since Vanilla, and I have stuck with it since then. Um, sometimes I like the changes, sometimes I don't like the changes as much, but it never has felt so different to me that I haven't played it. I think Warlords was, even more so than Legion, to be honest, the biggest change in Shadow playstyle, because we had um, Clarity of Power, which was like a dotless spec, and there were all all other shenanigans outside of that, but... Um, I've never thought it felt different enough where I just wouldn't play a Shadow Priest. Um, there have been a couple characters each expansion that I always level. I always level my Warlock because it was technically my first character, and I always level my Rogue. Uh, outside of that, I just kind of level alts as I feel they would be fun. Uh, I did a lot of that in Warlords because it was really easy to level alts and there wasn't much else to do. But I've played... Pretty much exclusively destruction on my warlock, and pretty much exclusively assassination on my rogue, and I have yet to find that they play too differently than I remember them. So, no, I haven't really ever stopped playing a class because it changed. I let's see. I think the only class that I ever like stopped playing was 
I, my first character that I ever leveled back in vanilla was a druid, and it took forever. And just after I hit level 60 with that druid, the patch came out that suddenly made feral a relevant spec, like something that wasn't just, oh, I can be a kitty and stealth around. <laughs> and up until <laughs> that point, druids were really hard to play. Like they weren't, they weren't, they had this whole thing where it was like jack of all trades, master of none, which meant that leveling was just a painful process because you weren't as good at damaging things as any other class because you could go, theoretically, you could swap between all these forms and you could heal yourself and you could do all this other stuff. Yeah, that was fine and everything. But when you couldn't hit, you know, a wet paper bag, it just, it wasn't really much fun at all. So I stopped playing the Druid and I started playing a Shadow Priest, a Forsaken Shadow Priest, because they were ridiculously OP in vanilla. And I wanted to play something that after, after that experience leveling <laughs> that Druid, I wanted to play something that was so easy, so stupidly easy to level. So fun in PvP. Oh, yeah. No, I had so much fun with her in PvP. It was just like, run around, dot, dot, dot. Oh, things are dying. This is great. Anyway. Um, plague. Oh, man. Oh, my favorite thing to do was um, mana-burning paladins. Because they didn't mana. know what to do with themselves. Once you got them <laughs> like, couldn't mana, do they just stand themselves. there. Like, well, now yeah. what? They'll, I guess they'll I hit die you now. every 10 seconds, but, you know. <laughs> it was great. But um, that druid... I tried playing it in Burning Crusade and immediately was kind of like, wait, what's going on here? And looked up to try and like find a guide. And the only guide I found was like, you press this thing and then John Madden. (laughs) 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 And that's that's kind of how druids have played ever since then. Druid is for fight. So I have leveled druids, yes, mostly because they're really easy to farm things with, um, like herbs and things like that. But I haven't really understood the class since then, and I've never really wanted to make it a main. It was just one of those side classes where I'm like, well, this is interesting, but... The, the funny thing, I think Druid is now... Well, once our mage, once my mage hits 100, Druid will be the only class I've never leveled to max. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I, you should try it. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I finally I've, used... I used my level 100 boost, because the only thing I didn't have at 100 after Warlords was a Druid. Okay. And uh, I went balanced, because it's like the only, I want. I like night elf casters just like okay. as night elves. Yeah. See, for me, it was between how druid did, and shaman because so both of those I had. How did that work out for shaman. you? Alex? I got the glyph of stars, and I actually kind of enjoyed playing balance as not a chicken. Um, <laughs> but I wish I could be not a chicken and also not stars. Ah, okay. Can I just be an elf, please, for the love of God. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to. The balance of nature will not allow it. Glacier Wolf actually had an interesting question in the chat channel, and I kind of actually want to ask this. Uh, Glacier Wolf says, I want the opposite question answered. What changes made you want to play that class or spec? So has there ever been a class that you wanted to play after seeing the changes that have been made to it? Uh, Alex, go first. I need to think about this. I don't think so. Um I when I make a new character like I've every expansion I seem to add another max level character to my army of alts and now I pretty much have everything except demon hunter so it's not like I don't decide to play something based on the changes I decide based on what that class is at that moment that I want to make a new alt okay I didn't make a druid because of warlords druid changes or whatever I made a druid because I wanted to play a druid and I had a boost to use and you didn't have one okay what about Um, you Mitch. So I think, I like I said, Warlords is the first expansion where I've had this many alts. I usually don't level this many alts. Um, I think the only time, like a 
specific change has inspired me to actually level a character, though. Like, pick, hey, you're my alt that I'm going to level instead of, you know, the other alt. Um, it was kind of twofold. One, back, you know, back in Burning Crusade, I only had Horde characters, but my cousins played Alliance. So I had a rogue that was fairly high level, and I decided to level him in Burning Crusade. One, to play with my cousins, but two, because it was the stupidly overpowered stun hammer mechanic in PvP. And I just abused the hell out of that. I went blacksmithing. I got the Drake Fist Hammer. Uh, I went Stun Rogue, and I had a blast with that. So because I knew how stupidly strong it was and how fun it could be in PvP, and because I knew it was an Alliance character that I wasn't going to raid on. It was so um, cheap. It was, yeah, it was so fun, fun. though. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, I was going through Transmog the other day, and I still have those maces on the Rogue because they're kind of iconic to me. Um, but yeah, I think that's the only time it really gameplay reasons had me level an alt in any particular order. I, well, I kind of already answered that to begin with, because the whole reason that I started playing the Forsaken Shadow Priest was because I wanted to play something that was dramatically overpowered. Um, <laughs> and I think that's more of an indicator of whether or not I play a class. Like if a class is, if people are going, wow, this flavor of the month is really amazing, then I kind of want to try the flavor of the month to see what's so amazing about it. But I don't think that I've ever had a point where I'm like, oh, I really want to play that class because all of these changes look so cool. Um, it's usually, oh, this is a new class and it's really cool. I want to try it out. Or, oh, hey, a lot of people are playing this class for this reason. That looks like fun. You know, I, I have something else. that's kind of related to multiple things we just talked about. It's not a class change necessarily, but Shadow Priest, like in Wrath of the Lich King, there were those scarlet, like, raven priests. Yes. Oh, I really wanted... And yeah. they had the ravens flying around them. I was like, that is so cool. I, I love wish, that. I wish, at Wrath, I remember saying, I wish Shadow Priest had that. That is so cool. And then Shadow Priest got it, and I was like, this is the best. I love playing with Shadow Priest now. I have these awesome ravens. And now you have tentacles, and I'm not about that. You know what those ravens, ravens were initially, right? Back when, no. back in vanilla, um, when you could get Atiyash... If you oh. had that legendary equipped, you would get the shadow ravens flying around you. Really? I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, it was part of the oh, whole wow. it was part of the whole coolness about having that weapon. Yeah. So, so like those ravens didn't make me roll a shadow priest. I had one, but they made playing a shadow priest so much more enjoyable. They were so cool. And uh, I believe there's a glyph that you can use now that I will think give them back no, to you. It's, I'll have to look. I'm so behind on the. Books. I don't know that's if that's like the, the one thing. I'm it's behind. one of those cosmetic things that'll either give you shadow ravens or it'll give you um some sort of holy something or other. If you're a holy priest, I'm not sure. Okay, I'll have to look into that because I know that was one of the big things. Warlords and I think Mist let your shadow orbs become shadow ravens, which yeah. was super cool. But I glyphs I need to really look up on because that's the one thing I'm kind of behind on as far as what one Shadow Priest can actually get. The other thing that's a nuisance about playing Shadow right now is uh, every time I'm in town, I have to spec out of Shadow. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm... permanent Shadow form is the dumbest thing. See, <laughs> when, when Alpha first came out, it was like Shadow form was mostly gone unless you were in void form and i was not happy about that because i like walking around in shadow form i like seeing the way shadow form interacts with different mounts like the tyrael's charger is awesome in shadow form so people were like hey you need to give us our shadow form we don't want this you know piss poor purple so they gave it back to us but like it's not a toggle now i i don't want one extreme or the other i just like the way yeah, that i could like... toggle shadow before they made shadow I enjoyed the toggle because you push the button and they go, Wah! 
and then you'd like yeah. turn yeah. purple and it was cool. So number one, they have permanent shadow form in the expansion where you get the wardrobe. So shadow form prevents you from seeing what you're wearing. Number two, shadow form intrudes on taking a screenshot and I, person. Honestly, I hate that more than the transmog thing because the default shadow form now is like you can see armor a lot better. It's the old glyph version, basically. But I I take so many screenshots. Want to and... take a screenshot? Better change your spec. You don't yeah. want to. <laughs> so go back to town to change your spec every time you want to take a screenshot. In the there field. have been so many times, like even in Warlords, where I forget I'm in shadow form. I go to take a first person screenshot. Oh, crap. I got to, you know, exit this real quick because it's in the way. I can't do that now. And that drives me insane. Like, I, I, I know other people are really, really care about the transmog aspect. But if they found a way to hide the little flame purple things from first person mode, I would be okay with that as a change. But the fact that that's in first person screenshots and you can't get rid of it without switching specs is just. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that it had something to do with them wanting to make it slightly less complicated. So you didn't have that extra button to there, press. Yeah, they eliminated spec uh, stance button. Okay, and you know and I'm okay with that. That's fine. Stamp, uh, but if so. they were going to do that, then they should have done it like they did with Worgen Form, where you go into combat and Shadow Form turns on. You exit combat, it turns off. Like, it shouldn't be a permanent thing. It's And it's, it's one freaking button. Like... You know, I, get I that didn't you mind it though. Button See, that low. button was great. That one and yeah. like buffs. I Stamina. miss buffs because yeah. I, I liked running by people. One of the things that I used to do all the time was jump around on the Orgrimmar bank like an idiot, hitting inner fire and casting fort on anybody that happened to wander by, just because yeah. it was like it was, high five, buddy, fun. have a fort. Yeah, it, you know, it's definitely. It's like or like you're just out in the world and like I'm fighting an elite. And what maybe I'm killing it fine, or maybe I'm struggling a little bit, and somebody shows up and helps. I'm like, hey, thank you. That was awesome. Have a stamina buff or an intellect buff or whatever. Yeah. It was it was a social activity. Buffing somebody was a social it was fun. It was just it was it was fun yeah, to do. So I'm kind of sad that the fun is gone. Turning on shadow form, just the act of turning on shadow form, like you mentioned. Made me feel really cool. Like, oh, it's yeah. I just real. like, I just and like it was, it was that swooshing noise. That like you're gosh. entering the shadows. Yeah, it was, ah, it was just like it was. It just made this really cool noise. I don't know. Anyway, um, so there is a part two to this, and we're going to address that real quick here. But then we need to wrap it up for the day. Uh, part two of this question or part two of this email from Amor says, secondly, you guys have talked about WoW needing to take mechanics from Diablo, i.e. the transmog system, bard support class, but are there things that you think that other Blizzard games should take from WoW? So like Heroes of the Storm, does it need something from WoW that WoW already has or Overwatch or any of the other Blizzard games? Do you guys, Can you guys think of anything offhand? A lot of I feel WoW. Like I, had the answers. I can't remember. A lot of WoW is very specifically MMO stuff and like... Diablo already has a progression system. Uh, I wouldn't want Overwatch to have like a loot system. If Overwatch had some dungeons, I guess that would be cool because it's basically just an FPS campaign, and that's what we want for Overwatch anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm almost like give Overwatch some kind of campaign mode, but that's almost more like StarCraft than it is World of Warcraft or any video game ever. Yeah, how about if since scenarios aren't a thing in Warcraft anymore, really? How about giving overwatch some queuable scenarios that would be cool yeah. be kind of fun be, yeah like short little bursts of story related things that would be kind of neat they have all these wonderful maps you know yeah maybe 
chuck just a little story in there. I know that during the Overwatch panel at Comic-Con, they did mention that the difference between the lore of Overwatch and the video game, it's like the video game, you're taking your action figures of these characters and smashing them together and stuff. So it doesn't matter who's on what team or anything like that because you're just playing with your action figures. When I played action figures, good guys were good guys and bad guys were bad guys. Oh, see, I always messed it all up. (laughs) How could you betray me? There was no, um, it didn't matter like, if they were like a good guy or a bad guy as far as the story was concerned. It was like, do they look cool? Okay, they're a good guy. I don't care yeah. if it's Skeletor. He just looks neat, so he's going to be a good guy. I have any of this Red Ranger, Ivan Ooze team up nonsense. None of that. <laughs> they fight. That's how it is. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> anyway. That pretty much wraps us up for emails. Again, if you have any emails for us, go ahead and send those to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Be sure to keep them relatively short because we do like to try and get through as many as we can during the show. And speaking of the show, this is kind of the end point of the show. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your questions answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ad-free site experience. Alex? Sure. If you also uh, want to do... Uh, thanks, Anne. I screwed it up. <laughs> thanks, Anne. I screwed it up. Okay, so pause and then do it again because we were naturally going into that and it was great. I I forgot what you said, so I think I was about to say the same thing you said to introduce this. I'm partial to if you also want to... I just said, I just said, Alex. Just just keep it in. Keep it in. That was perfect. Alex, and then go ahead. If you enjoyed our show, also consider checking out Gray's. Gray's is a subscription snack service that delivers snacks right to your door. Legion is coming out. You're going to want stuff around that isn't Cheetos and Doritos. Grays has healthy portion snacks. Check it out. Blizzardwatch.com slash Grays. That's G-R-A-Z-E, not the color. It's awesome. Do it. Get some flapjacks in you. They're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, you guys. And we will see you again in a week. Hopefully with Rossi back at the helm. Leave all of that in. Because if I'm here, gosh. Yeah, I don't want that. Leave all of that in, but leave Mitch out. Oh, my God. <laughs> You've given me, like, a mess. Like, a complete mess for the end of the I show. That I was did. trying to wrap it up nicely here. It's fine. Best episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, oh, everybody. Great. Bye. Bye.